Hello love, so I'm in the middle of getting ready for the day and I just decided to make a podcast. I'm in the middle of um, styling my hair. I got a shag slash like a, it's supposed to be a shag except it's more short on the sides so it kind of dappers, 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 if those are words, into more of a mullet. Um, which I'm just, you know, grateful for any opportunity to reevaluate the love that I have for myself a few years ago um my hair was super super long this is during um when if I say the word it's gonna get triggered on here but when um during the whole virus two years ago um like the beginning of it I decided to cut my hair my hair was like down to my waist I loved my hair and I used that as a safety mechanism so I was like I really want change but I also really love my hair you know, what do I do about this situation? And what I ended up doing was cutting my hair because I had a friend over and they told me that if you cut your hair, you're going to relearn how to love yourself again in a new way. Even if your hair turns out like crap, like I wasn't going to go to a salon and get it done because no places were really open during those like four months of time. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to cut it in my own house and I just cut it. And I loved it. I could style it. It was short. It was better for summer. It was lightweight. And I I just, I thought it was beautiful. And so um, every summer now, that's a like a routine for me. Every summer, it's kind of like a, um, a rebirth for me. Your hair collects so much energy. And when you can transmute that energy by setting intentions with how and when you're going to cut your hair and the reasons why so the most recent um so last summer so that was 2020 summer um last summer 2021 I caught it again after coming back from um a big ski trip and I was just like I want change again I'm ready for something new I'm ready for a new level of awareness for myself again so I cut it and now I um, did that again um, when I was going through a lot this summer. And I was just like, so my friend was just like, write down every um, intention for what you have for the next like four months and what it means to cut your hair. What are you releasing? So what I did is I still have all my hair collected. I'm still finding, um, deciding when I want to give my hair back to nature or what I want to do with my hair if I want to keep it and just have it be like um, a memory of when I was going through a lot because it holds all that energy and that I got through that I don't know what I want to do again your hair holds so much beautiful energy all the indigenous peoples know these things and I find it the most beautiful a lot of people are like you can't leave your hair outside like what if they end up in murder scenes like there's literally like a 0.5% chance of that even happening and that's fear-mongering like the they say that also birds don't need that, but it's statistically shown that birds do need hair and they love hair for the nest. They love the collection of everything because we are nature and nature's nature. And imagine you're helping the wildlife out with also giving an extension of you out. If you already are nature and nature is you, imagine the physicality of you donating pieces of yourself to nature. Isn't that wonderful? Like I'm sitting here, I've collected... um bird feathers and I soaked them in um, some white vinegar so there's no like bugs on them but these blue jays have just been flying around my property and, and I have a beautiful 10 acres I love my my space that I've been blessed to live at and um, so these 
these blue jays have just been leaving their feathers around. I don't know if they normally just like lose feathers really frequently. This is the most that I've ever seen. So I have like three collected and I was like, okay, so how can I turn this into something? I want to turn it into like a necklace or like a hair piece or just some way to show and, you know, show the appreciation that I have for um, nature around me. And so yeah, I'm styling my hair and I got this new haircut showing me a new awareness of how I can love myself. And even though sometimes it looks like, to me, bad, other people still think that it looks good. And it just helps to show me that my perception is skewed by the hate that I once had within myself. And for whatever extension that you have, it's the same thing. Like, I'm, I have a lot of people around me right now that are not loving life. And I'm this person that really enjoys life, even with the things that I've gone through. Because I don't take those opportunities to knock me down anymore. I know that depression is being stuck in the past. And it's your body literally saying, hey, we need to work through these things and feel these things. And when you, in my opinion, when you take medication, you think that it's helping, but in reality, it's not. It's suppressing what needs to be brought up. When you have a really, really bad depressive episode, you are meant to completely feel through that because A, that could be ancestral stuff that you need to work through for your, your parents or your grandparents, or it can be something that happened to you as a child that you need to work through. And the more that you suppress that, the more that's going to build up and up and up. So if you're looking for a sign right now, please try to get off your medication. I was on medication. I'm off. It was hard for like a few months because they're really addicting. I was on stuff for ADHD meds and I had withdrawals from it. You know, it wasn't anything crazy, but I could just feel really bad mood swings I would get from it. I had cravings it gave me. It made me gain weight. It, you know, tampered with my mind. I had lack of energy when I was taking it. It made me even more depressed. It made me, you know, more anxious. It made me more disrealized. It did all these things that the psychiatrist was like, oh, no, 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 it's going to help you. And I'm like, this is total BS. And if you know me, I'm more for the um, holistic realm anyhow. I, I truly believe in the power of plant medicine. And if you don't, that's completely fine. And I hope to trigger the fuck out of you. And I hope to show you that there's a different way than stuff that's going to cause you more side effects down the road. But in my opinion, you need to feel through these things. And so I have a lot of people in my life right now that are coming to me. The universe is just like handing my way and they're going through a lot. And I'm trying my best to be open-minded within their resilience of what mental health means for them and the new idealized version of what um, it, mental health means for me and what happened um, when I got a new awareness of what mental health means for me is when I read the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So let me get some background information. Summer 2020, um, May time frame, I had like my first dark night of the soul, which is like shadow work, uh, deep, deep shadow work. Basically, all my traumas came into one um, awareness in time at once, and I literally didn't want to live anymore. And I ended up breaking down. I told my family, I was like, I am as I, I was just like, I don't want to live anymore. You know what I mean? And they they weren't really helpful. They were just like, okay, we're going to take you to like a psych place. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Like, hell no, I know I'm not actually going to do it, but I just want somebody to hear and see me out because I don't feel seen or heard. That's why I lashed out. When people lash out, it's because they want to be seen or heard. That's why kids do that. That's why kids do the silent treatment. It's because 
they want somebody to go up to them and say, hey, what's wrong? They want to feel known. They want to feel seen. So nobody's dramatic. Everybody just wants to be seen and heard and acknowledged. That's why humans do that. So instead of saying, oh my God, Bethany is so dramatic. She blows everything up into every other proportion and it's so annoying and she just wants all this attention. And, you know, Bethany already has this big house and a dog and loving parents and it's just stupid that she wants all this attention. Well, no, Bethany probably was sexually assaulted by her father or her mother at a very young age or, you know, she could have been abused by an uncle or there could have been underlying super traumatic trauma with maybe her mom, super bipolar and, you know, lashes out and the environment is really unsafe. So Bethany doesn't feel seen or heard because everybody's coping with the motherly issues. So now Bethany, Bethany, Bethany has to lash out due to her not feeling seen or heard in a dramatic way. So we have to stop also placing the blame on people. But um, what I learned about mental health is that depression is can only live in the past it's when you're reminiscing about the past also an emotion can only last scientifically spiritually and physically 90 seconds within the body i learned that from living beautifully by pema Khandra. um it's a buddhist book i highly recommend if you're curious about um buddhism at all i practice buddhism as a philosophy same with uh dabble in a little bit of hinduism I think that there is truth to every religion, but I don't think it should be taken as seriously as things are and blown into the proportion that they are. But I love taking a little bit of every religion and just applying it to my life. Like I used to pray to God, but now I pray to my higher self and to the universe saying, thank you so much. Can you please send a thousand angels to this person's household or into that person's room to protect them? Things like that. Asking for the heavenly, like, imagining a white lotus in my heart and the stem reaching all the way to the ethers of the deepest part in the core of the earth and then reaching all the way up into the heavens of love and beauty and that is already contained within this planet and within you too but who knows what's out there i'm not talking about heaven where god is sitting in a chair and jesus is there or there's a bunch of people in white but i'm talking about in a way of what do you think when you think of heaven? You think of peace, love. It's the afterlife of your soul's departure to more energy work. That's what I kind of see it as. I don't see it as that's the place where you go when you die. I see it in a different way, but I don't really know how to explain it. And I think that Christianity and um, Judaism are so much alike because Judaism goes into the New Testament and uh, Christianity just goes within, um, Christian, I'm like running behind on time, so I'm just going to talk anywhere. Christianity goes within, um, the Old Testament, and I don't really know too much about Christianity. I used to be Christian, but I never really read the Bible. I just went to church because I loved the community, and I loved praying and having, a like, a place to belong, it felt like. Um, and so, all those things, but... And then anxiety is only things and worries about the future. So when I had really bad panic attacks this summer, I'd be worried about everything that could go wrong. So one night I was out at my like house with some friends and um, that night I ate food that didn't agree with me. And I was having really weird dizzy spells, which now in hindsight, now I know that that was um, the beginning of a panic attack. I would get dizzy. And so then I would have panic attacks. And so... Um, I was really, really dizzy one night, and the next morning I got up, and 
um, that friend's more friends came out to the lake house and we were going to go like kayaking and canoeing. And so it was like, okay, great. Like, what if I have a panic attack on the water? Like, I can't just get out. It's going to be in the middle of nowhere I know. And I started spiraling. And so I called my mom. And I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, you are spiraling. Like, you're thinking of all the ways that that can happen. And that hasn't even happened yet. And my other friends always remind me that your body's going to know what to do exactly when that moment comes. That clicking that you hear is my strainer. It's like old as frig. <laughs> um... So yeah, I have a totally different outlook within that. And I never knew how to sympathize with people that had really bad panic attacks until I got them. And now I know how to sympathize. And I had pretty bad panic attacks. I'm not going to be like, oh, you can just get over it within a day because no, it lasted a couple months for me. But also I choose, I chose to be like, I'm not going to deal with this. And I know some people that are directly, they are so addicted within their suffering as many humans are that as much as they complain about not wanting to ever have a panic attack again, they will put themselves into situations to have that. And that's where sometimes I have to pay, play the tough cop role, I guess, and just be like, you are addicted to your suffering. I have tried to help you, but if I don't bring this up, you will not acknowledge it. You are addicted to your suffering. I'm trying to help you, but you keep putting yourself in the exact same situation because it's comfortable. And I'm not judging you because of that, but you are addicted to your suffering and therefore you're never going to help yourself until you realize that so I have to bring this to your attention things like that and that's what my mom had to do to me as well is she's been playing a lot of like tough love roles within me and even though I don't my ego hates to hear it in the moment at the end of the day I'll be at night just like thinking about it and I'm like wow holy crap I hated hearing that in the moment but they're is some truth to that and I did need to hear that and I did need to be open to exactly what happened um and so yeah um so my mom sent me some TikToks so that that's what sparked this what me wanting to share is that there's this guy and he talks about so like when there's a fighting match um like a WWE or like just boxing, whatever. There's always that guy that's behind or even like in the movies that's like behind him, like rubbing the guy's shoulders, telling him like, you're the effing best and you got this and you kick that motherfucking ass, like stuff like that. I don't know if I can swear on here, but there it is. And the guy always does so well because he had like pumped up the boxer. And so the boxer just like amazing. You can do that to yourself. You can look at yourself in the mirror we're going to do it right now. I want you to go in front of me. I'm going to give you a second. Or I just want you to be ready to like tell yourself some awesome little. Right now I'm spraying stuff in my hair. So that's, that's the stuff you're hearing. And I've if anybody on here knows like any like more holistic brands for like hairspray. I know that's really, really hard unless you can use like aloe. And I don't know how to do that for like styling gel. And maybe like aloe coconut oil and um uh sea salt maybe that would work but i'm using pantene brand and something else and i really don't use like using synthetic synthetic th- you know synthetic that's the word synthetic smells or fragrances or um you know just stuff in general because my body retaliates after it my hair, I mean, like, I want my hair to not, like, grow right now because I just got it cut. But I don't want to stunt the growth because that's unnatural. Oh, I thought of another idea. 
another controversial little topic, um, kind of, but I was listening to this podcast by Aubrey Marcus, um, and then these two other doctors, and if you're curious in this, it was an amazing podcast. If you've not listened to Aubrey Marcus on Spotify, go listen to that, because you literally have, like, a spiritual awakening every time you talk, like, not talk to him, but listen to his stuff, and so I was listening to his podcast, and they were talking, um, these two doctors, and they are doctors, so if you're, like, very for the medical field, you just listen up your ears, because these are medical field dudes, now they have a different outlook and stuff, but they were in the medical field for, like, 30-something years, and they were, like, top surgeons, and they said that, they have this idea that doctors have to be pro-life and not pro-life in the abortion sense. That's where that term has been skewed. But um, pro-life is we always have to save lives. You know, if somebody's dying of cancer, we have to stop that. We have to stop them from death. If somebody is bleeding out, we have to try to stop that. And that's the thing is that is completely against the laws of the universe. And this is very controversial for some people because they're like no like you can't just let people die when it's somebody's time death has its own clock and it is not right for us in any way to stop somebody from their time that's where bad things happen basically when somebody goes through radiation of chemo they're a completely different living thing they are full and jacked up with radiation which is not good at all we think oh now they're cured and stuff like that but that in hindsight, is not good at all. Like, they went through all of that, but they're completely something new. And I don't know how to explain that, and I'm more of a conspiracy theorist, and I'm more into really taboo subjects, but that's the hard thing, is they're completely something new. All their cells have changed because of that radiation, and it's A, not very good for them. So even if they did live that out, they're going to have more health issues after that chemo. Yeah, they beat cancer, but they're going to have a so many more health issues after that when it's somebody's time that's what they were talking about you cannot cheat death and the medical field is so pro-life but not pro-life within the way of actually wanting to save lives they want people to cheat death and that is that is totally against the laws of the universe when animals die they die you you can't bring them back and that's what makes animals so special. Us, we're starting to cheat death, and that's not the way that things can work. You've seen those movies, how there's a butterfly effect of somebody telling, going back in time and telling somebody how they're going to die so they avoid that situation, and now there's a total ripple effect in things. And you might not think it's that drastic, but when we don't let things die when and how they're supposed to die, it creates a ripple effect for everything else within the universe. And I guess for whatever reason, I'm meant to go on that tangent, but that's another like taboo, interesting little subject that I wanted to share that's just wow, like when you think about it. But if you have any like ideas of what you want me to talk about in here that's super taboo, um, on my Patreon, I am going to be doing one on my experience with microdosing, um, psychedelics for my um my childhood trauma and how the studies on those and I'm not saying go out and do those things I'm just wanting to share my stories if you're really curious on that my patreon is linked on my instagram hallyloves.u or oneconscious.love and then my bio it's called um patreon and it's underneath there and it's 
some money a month but it definitely be worth it because i'm going to do like life coaching type things like one-on-one i want to create a small little community with you guys to start off with and just like help you out with things and do more you know one-on-one things because i can't do that when there's a lot of you dming me on instagram and trying to get to you guys i can't always do that like always be messaging you guys because i have a couple of you guys messaging me a day like new people and then um you know i can't always do one-on-one things and then I have almost 4,000 followers on this podcast, so I have a lot of people asking me questions in general, and I love all you guys, but I can't do one-on-one stuff, and that's what my Patreon is for, is if you want to get to know me better and learn from my resilience, I want to learn about you. I want to know about what's going on within your li- what's going on within your life, how I can help you, how you can help you know, others in general, what is your power for this lifetime? I want to help you realize those things. And the light and love from a teacher within me is recognizing the light and love from a teacher within you. And I want to help you with your stuff as you will help show me aspects of myself as well. So if you're interested in that, again, it's linked to my bio at um, my two Instagrams, you or oneconscious.love. So I love you and I thank you and again I just want to plant a seed I don't mean to offend you in any way actually I do mean to offend you I want to trigger the fuck out of people that's the conclusion that I've come to that the most the people that change me the most are the people that are not scared to be them they're bold even if they have the opposite opinions of me when you have somebody else that comes into your life that has the opposite opinions of you They help you ground you more, A, in your opinion, or they open up a whole nother rabbit hole for you to learn more about yourself and your resilience and your place within the universe. And so that's what I'm learning is I gravitate towards people, even though I hate sometimes when people are really up in my face and they're just like, you're wrong, which I'm not going to do to you. I just want to be like, this is my opinion on this and you are entitled to your opinion and I'm entitled to my opinion. And I just want you to listen to mine and I'm going to listen to your opinion on why you think yours is right. And I want you to be like, oh, so I see where you come from, Hallie, like things like that. So if you are that kind of person and you're ready to be triggered and you're ready to heal and I'm ready to learn from you, I would love to just learn from you and those kind of things, you know, be authentically you, stand your power, be so unique and bold that people look at you and they're like, what the heck? Like, that's the kind of people in the tribe that I want to attract. And I want people that are so bold and so authentically them that they cause people awakenings of love and of passion. And when we see somebody down the street being so authentically them, a lot of people will criticize them saying, oh, they look so weird. But then in turn, it's a reflection for that person. They're just like, oh, well, I look kind of boring. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be like, oh, I look boring, but it's like, I want to dress like that. And that's why it triggers them is they never allowed themselves to dress like that. So triggering is not bad. We've given a, a whole connotation between politics and um, the division with what else is going on within the past three years that we're like, oh, if people aren't like us, I don't want to be around them. And that's how I was for like the past three years. But the past few months, I've just been like, no. I do not want people to mirror me. I want people to be authentically them so I, I can learn from them. And I want us to share the same some same aspects, but I really want us to just be able to learn from each other and love each other for our differences and the things that we can absolutely radically love the differences of each other because that is what we need at this point in time. We're so devised between politics and things that's been happening the past three years and within 
you know, racism between skin color and climate change, we are all like, oh, I believe in this. And if you don't believe in that, F you. Like things like that, that's how I used to be. And now that I'm realizing, I'm just like, no, I want to love you even if you are different because you have a reason why you believe in that. Even the people that believe the most unfathomably awful things there is a reason why they do that and I want to know why they do that and then plant a seed in their head of being like so that's why you do that can we talk about maybe why and go into depth and then people might open up things like that when we judge that is exactly what I can't say the word that's exactly what certain groups of people want is they want us to be separated they want us to be indifferent they because when we have hate we're so easy to be separated when there's love it's impossible for us to be separated and that's what we need to do right now is love 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 even if there is hate within that situation but choosing love over indifference and being like I do want to learn from you even if that's hard but it's so happy to be I mean not happy it's so hard to be happy in this time it's so easy to be sad so when you are radically happy you are creating a tsunami of beauty and I want you to continue to show I know sometimes when I'm super super happy I trigger the fuck out of my family they're like why are you always so happy or like some of my friends not really like friends friends but like more of acquaintances they're like you're always so happy it's so it's like sickening and I'm like good like you see that I'm happy and you're sad you want to talk about it and they're like no I don't I'm like okay so like why did you tell me that again like you're not willing to help yourself so why are you judging me and me in turn of judging that I bring it up to their awareness and then I say if you ever want to talk about it I'm here and I go about skipping and laughing and giggling being whatever I want to be in my authentic self and me being in my authentic self has attracted so many soul tribe connections into my life that I've met a couple of them and they're from different sides of the country and I've come together with them and I've met them in person and they were beautiful connections but I could not have had those beautiful soul tribe connections from opposite sides of the country if I was not authentically me within my opinions and with my resilience of the world. So I just wanted to let you know that, that you are loved and appreciated and I want you to be unique. I say that every single podcast episode, but that's called radical change. Radical change comes from you being unique and ideally you and whatever that means. If you want to wear, I don't know, a bra outside of a shirt and you think it's cool, I think it's cool too. That's self-expression. If you want to wear, shoot, if you want to wear underwear outside of your pants and that's self-expression, why the F not? We live on a floating rock. I don't care how you express yourself, you know, as long as it's not hurting anybody, you do you to your fullest extent. And make sure it's always out of love and not out of indifference because that, that is where we draw the line as well. Don't do it. Like sometimes I catch myself wanting to post like a really awesome picture of myself on social media just to impress somebody that I liked once upon a time and now they moved on from me and it hurt me in the past and so I'm like ooh, like maybe I can make them jealous that they never got with me because I had this glow up or blah 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 and then I catch myself and I'm like oh no I'm doing that out of indifference to spite them why don't if they're going to go look on my story when I post just for me then it's meant to be if not I'm not going to go out of my way to post it on some page that they're going to see it out just to show indifference another example so yeah, again, if you ever want to talk about um, 
herbalism or homeopathy or holistic medicine that's what I'm for as well um that's my true beliefs I don't uh, I think the medical field has its place but it's losing what it was meant for in the very very beginning and also if you know the history behind the westernized medicine there is a lot of things you do not know that you just blindly follow and you're allowed to judge that but I encourage you to not just blindly follow things but do your own research and radically you know not just follow what your parents say not just follow what society says but say why do I believe in this do I believe in it because my parents believe in it do I believe in it because all my friends believe in it or is it because I I truly believe in that thing and yeah so this is all over the place but I had a lot of clarity in the beginning and now it's just kind of like I kind of sound like a broken record, but it's exactly what I need to share with you guys. So I love you and I thank you again for being you and spread love and plant seeds of you wherever you are and be loud and shout I love you in grocery stores and scream I love you when you're driving down the road and kiss loved ones on the cheeks. Like (laughs) the cutest thing that I did is dropping one of my friends off at the airport that lives on the West Coast and I live in the Midwest. Um not the west coast but out west and i live in the midwest like more towards the east but considered midwest area um dropping her off out at the airport i gave her a kiss on the forehead i was like hey can i give you a kiss on the forehead and she's like i was gonna ask you the same thing and then we said our byes and it was so sad and so beautiful and i haven't seen her since but i get to see her again soon and leaving those little trademarks of love, but kissing your loved ones on the cheeks and giving awesome hugs when you want to. And you're allowed to say no when you're allowed to. You know, somebody else doesn't want to give you a hug. You're allowed to say, okay, you don't have to give me a hug. Like, only offering one if you want. And I've started doing this, like, subconsciously is when I see somebody just being like, hey, can I give you a hug? Um, I don't hug everybody. I have boundaries on certain people with my family and certain people within my community but there are a lot of people that I just feel called to ask to give a like a hug to even if it's a crappy hug at least there's some kind of human connection there for them that day to show that they're not alone and that they are seen and heard because every human being wants to be seen and heard so so yeah so (laughs) bye bye I'll talk to you again soon